Welcome to the Better Call Connie podcast. I'm your host and psychic from the block, serving you hot cheese myth and the bitch slap you've been waiting on. Here you're going to laugh, learn, transform, and get your life together. All right, so here we go. Yo, yo, welcome back, everybody, to the show. All right, so we're getting into it today. This is perfect because now I get to read you a reading on full moon and talk about a subject that's really something that's happening for me in my life, usually cyclically, but this one seems very top of mind. And I feel like as a collective, we can all get something out of this. And today we're going to be talking about identity, identity in how to really get the life you really want. This is really based on I'm going to give it to you in a health sense, but this can really apply to any area of your life, whether that's money, whether that's health and fitness, whether you want to build confidence, there is an identity shift. There's a lot that's going to be required of you for you to show up in a way that has you really feel into the new identity that you're creating. And so top of mind, we're going to dive right into health reason for that is because right now, I'm personally going through a change, a change of my body identity. For the longest time, it felt very scary to make that change. And I feel like only certain people get this because if you're a plus size person, I know a lot of women are going to be listening to this podcast But if you're a plus size woman or understand what it's like to be in a bigger body, I don't want anybody to come for me, the they's, the them's. Okay, so just chill, everybody. If you've been in a bigger body, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? You know that it is a different life, whether it's from what people are thinking or what you think of yourself. And so in order to get into a different body, You got to embody a different mindset. And I'm going to kind of walk you through some of the stuff that I had to change mentally in order to get to a different place. And then I'm going to tell you maybe some of the pitfalls that you can fall into accidentally. And and then I'll kind of share kind of what's happening in my journey And then you can plug that into whatever area you are in your life so that you can, you know, go on your merry way and find your best life. All right. So, all right. This is where we're starting. So it's been 60 plus days. So just two months of working out consistently and eating within a certain calorie or type of food. I would say not all calories, we won't get into it. We won't get into it today, but not all calories are made the same. Sure, you can have, you know, slices of pizza a day, (laughs) but is it nutritious? You know, it's debatable. It's debatable. But this is not a health podcast. (laughs) This is about you and getting you to the place that you want to get to, whether that's destiny, whether that's your purpose, uh, whether... It's living in the now. Maybe you're 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 hearing this podcast and you're like, damn, I don't really like where I'm at right now. I'm not living the life that I want to live. I'm definitely the person to listen to because I've lived many, many lives that I didn't want to live. 
And now I'm living the life that I want to live. And it is fucking powerful. And there's still hiccups along the way. And there's still things to deal with. But at the end of it, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. And so I've been on this health journey. And it has been challenging. Uh, First month, I got sick on week three and week five. And then I was traveling because I was doing a photo shoot for Better Call Connie. And there was a lot going on in my life at the time of me beginning this journey. And I'm also a full-time traveler, so I spend a lot of time in Cali. But I also find myself in all kinds of parts of the world. And you know how it is. If you're a full-time traveler as well, you actually end up having to reacclimate yourself to wherever you are, whether that's getting a gym, whether that's going to a new coffee shop and setting up. And if you work online on your laptop, you feel me. I know you know. And if you don't know, well, now you know. And this isn't really applied to people who don't travel as much. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who are more stationary. And so um, it might not be applicable. And I want to start this off with saying I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, I'm a psychic. I've been a psychic for my whole life, but practicing, I'd say the better part of three years. I may have mentioned that before. I did life coaching, love coaching as well for about almost a decade. And so if you're here, I have a lot of different perspectives to what it is to fully shift into the identity that serves you for the person that you want to be. First of all, what you can't do is you cannot bitch and complain your way to wherever it is you're going. Okay, you have to choose your hard. It's hard to get up in the morning and go to the fucking gym. It's hard to weigh as much as you're weighing right now and you don't feel good about it. Or you can't fit into the clothes you want to fit into. Or you don't want to be in a, you you can't get into a fucking two-piece, whatever the fuck case is. Choose your hard. Okay, it is hard to not eat whatever the hell you want whenever you want to eat it, especially if you are, you know, 30 plus like these calories becoming for you, you know, and if you have thyroid issues, I have thyroid issues and you will feel it. You will feel the difference in your 30s. Hey, y'all just wanted to pop in really quick to say thank you for being part of the show. And I wanted to remind you that you can book your reading now in the show notes. Find a date and time that works for you and viola. All set. I can't wait to do a reading with you. Okay, that's all for now. Back to the show. I also have to say this. You cannot do this half-ass. You cannot do this journey half-ass. Whatever it is that you're doing... You have to fully commit. Step one, we commit to the cause. Okay. And I don't even want to bring motivation into this. There is no fucking motivation when it comes to this. You will run out of gas, so to speak, on the motivation. You have to find the thing that actually pulls you. Why are you doing this? What's causing it? What's making you do the identity shift? Because saying that you're going to get to it and you're going to get there and one of these days, there's no such thing as one day in the calendar week. There's no such thing. And I literally 
panic or have anxiety when someone says, I'll get to it in one to two years and about two years I'm going to do this. I'm in about two years I'm going to do that. Really? You know exactly what you're going to be doing in two years. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that one a lot, a lot of times. I've tried to sell myself personally on that story. It ain't going to freaking, it ain't going to work. Okay. I'm telling you. All right. So there's that. Two, find the thing that's pulling you. So some of us like to do things where like a pebble doesn't affect you. A brick doesn't get your attention. You have to get one of those uh, wrecking balls. You feel me? I'm thinking of Miley Cyrus right now, but like when a wrecking ball comes and just fucks your shit up, like you wake up and you're like, damn, this is what I need. This is what has to go down in order for me to listen. I am the latter, so I definitely needed the wrecking ball. Okay. I had to really get real with myself about what my life was going to get like if I didn't stop doing what I was doing. At my heaviest, I weighed 300 pounds plus, just right over 300 pounds. That shit is fucking wild. Like to think about it, like over the years, you don't think about it, but over amount of time, you're like, wow, like that's an incredible amount of weight to put on and stress the body. Not good, not good for the body, especially at my height. So I'm five two. That's a lot of weight. And I'm, and again, this is not about body shaming anybody. This is like straight up. This is the facts for me. This full disclosure. And I had to really look at this from a perspective like it wasn't even that that stopped me because I love myself. This was not about vanity, okay? I knew eventually I was going to get to this, but I had to be pushed into it because it had to go from a nice idea to a I have to fucking do this, do or die. Let me explain to you where I was. So here I was coming back from my eat, pray, love in Europe. So I did a Europe tour, once in a lifetime opportunity. I was there out there for like three months. I mean, your girl was living. She was out here in these European streets. And let me tell you, it was amazing. And I will be heading back over there again soon. And so... I came back, I was, uh, for those of you who know, freshly out of an engagement, I had broken up with my ex-fiance, and at the same time, I released my stepdaughter, so she was the light of my life, and I was going through it, okay, I'm just giving you a little bit of context and backstory of like how I got where I got. So broke up, came back to the States, had to get my stuff organized in storage. That's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that later. Had to get my shit out of storage into another storage. Had to let go of my relationship with somebody who I knew for 30 years. And then my stepdaughter, she was just a little girl she was only just turned two and then I releasing her and knowing that like our relationship wasn't going to work with her father 
I was in so much pain. I had never experienced so much of that. So I was already dealing with a lot of panic and anxiety and and grief and all the things when I was in Europe and I came back and I felt the grief just almost explode, right? And I had to deal with some shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to get into details with you, but it resulted in me getting full fledged panic attacks. When I mean panic attacks, I don't mean like 20 minute ones. I'm talking twice a day for hours sometimes. And I could not get to the bottom of it. I did not know what the fuck was happening to me. I I was getting like triggered by anything. I'd be out to eat with my friend. I'd be having lunch and suddenly just go into a full-fledged panic attack, full-fledged anxiety attack. Could not get to the bottom of it. I realized that my body was yelling. Remember, we talked about the wrecking ball. It yelled at me and was like, I need to stop eating junk food. I need you to give me nutrition. So I was fighting it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And finally, it just got so bad. It started to affect my sleep. Now, if you know me, I love my sleep. I do not like to be interrupted. I like my eight hours. I look, you know, I'm like solid at 7.58. On a good day when I'm really tired, like today when I had leg day, I'm going to sleep. Well, I'd like to sleep nine hours straight. But sometimes working out makes me want to sleep less like my body only needs six hours typically when I work out I don't know why it's weird but anyway I digress so I'm going through all these panic attacks so go into the kitchen and I throw out everything that's in a package I throw out all snacks all junk all everything so I went into a complete whole food grass-fed beef eating all my food at the house I just completely did this on my own And I'm thinking, maybe it's the food. Maybe it's that. And lo and behold, it was definitely the food. You could probably imagine my ego took a massive hit. I was so distraught. But I'm just here to tell you that sometimes we don't have to get to that point. But but hear me out. Here's where I'm going with this. I had a food eating problem. I had a anxiety meshed with food overeating. I went to OA. I went to a 12-step meeting when I was young in my 20s. And I discovered that after my mother had passed away that I developed, like I always had extra body weight. I was always in a bigger body. But when my mom passed away, I think within a three or four month span, I gained like 80 pounds. Something something like 70 or 80, like something crazy, you guys. And what I'm saying with that is that I realized that here's two things. One, I didn't want to let go of what brought me pleasure. So food, we're putting it in context now. So food plus working out. And mind you, I had dieted most of my life since I was a kid. My first diet that I recollect was I invented this one, chewing gum diet. That was as early back as I want to say like since I was 13. 
okay? And I knew this is me trying to fight off maybe 10, 15 pounds extra. So I wasn't entirely overweight, but it was enough to where boys were not happy to be seen with me. In the 90s, it was rough out in these streets, I'm going to tell you. So for those of you guys not living your teenage life in the 90s, just be glad. Because that shit was rough. Okay, so I have a massive food addiction and did not know that I was suffering immensely with and food was my addiction. So every time I would start getting a membership or going to the gym or taking care of business, I would be like, you're not going to restrict my food. And there's even more layers to this, you guys. So I grew up in a household where this is real personal, but I grew up in a household where food was at one point locked away in the kitchen. So the kitchen was locked. We had one of those like those doors that slide that are in the wall. And my father, he would lock the door and not allow access during certain times or if we didn't deserve a meal or whatever. And that was coupled with physical abuse. And if you guys are familiar, I'm kind of going a little a little tangent here, but with the ACEs test, you guys should go online and, and take the ACEs test. It talks about adversity in your childhood. And I, I scored a 10. Anybody who scores more than a four on this ACEs test is like susceptible to like obesity and depression and anxiety and all this fucking crazy shit, okay? So here I am with my ACEs score 10, eating addiction at a body that I didn't recognize, gaining weight. So I found out I had a thyroid problem in my early 30s, but prior to that, I didn't know what was happening. I just knew that I was in a bigger body and there was gonna be a lot of effort to be put towards this. But every single time I went into a gym, I would have massive anxiety, panic, and I would walk out of the gym. You asked me to restrict my food and I would flip you the bird and tell you to go fuck off because I was still in a trauma response around my food. And so, I had an identity still with with someone trying to tell me what to do. And as a rebel, as somebody doesn't like to be told what to do, that was pushing up against me and who I thought I was. All right, so there's that. That's fucking wild now that I think about it. So I have all these fucking pieces of identity with myself that like, A, you're not going to tell me what to do. All right, biatch, you're not going to tell me what to do. And then went to 12-step meeting, helped me with my anxious eating. So I was eating like every hour on the hour, obsessing about every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snack in between, and anxiety if there wasn't food in the pantry when I got home, that I didn't go to the grocery store, didn't, or I didn't have my Starbucks in the morning, or I didn't have my fast food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like I had a serious food problem, okay? And since now have recovered nicely and has to do a lot with the fact that the food was killing me. I felt like food was coming for me, but it was really my response emotionally. My body was telling me something. It was telling me it can't do it anymore. And it wasn't necessarily the food that was the problem. It was my relationship to the food. And so you have to like look for things that are 
causing resistance and actually to the identity that you want to create, right? So you have to kind of piece those together. Then I didn't want to go to the gym because I felt like people were looking at me. I'm inhabiting a bigger body. People are at the gym, look bomb. I call them Mr. Fitness or Mrs. Fitness. And I realized to myself, I was like, you know what? All these people, they all got here on day one. They all had to figure out how to use a machine. I was petrified of not knowing how to use a machine or what to do. And I had to tell myself every step of the moment, it's going to be fine. So if you're dealing with any of this stuff and you resonate, I want you to send me something to Instagram on IG at Better Call Connie Official. And I want you to tell me, like you could put in one of your one of the comments. You can let me know or you can send me a message, send me a DM. And yeah, let me know if you like how many times you had to walk into the gym until you could feel body confident. There was days where I didn't feel confident. I felt like not attractive. I wasn't in a place to be there. Like I felt like I had to lose weight to go to the gym. It sounds insane, but I just didn't feel like I fit in with other people, especially if you go to like the more uppity gyms like Equinox. This is not a plug by the way, but I was like, what do I do? But I didn't feel comfortable going to a gym where it was all women or all whatever, you know? So I was just like, no, I got to get this shit done. And I went anyway. And if I started having any panic attacks, I would stop. I would talk to myself and I would talk to myself how I would talk to anyone who was going through a complete panic, which I would talk with compassion, with love, with patience. And that's how I've been able to get myself out into the gym and tell myself, I'm only going to do 10 minutes. I'm only going to do 20 minutes. I can do 10 minutes. I can do 20 minutes. And that was the way I had how I got myself into the gym because guess what? I hired a personal trainer. Shout out to Curtis Washington, my personal trainer. He's fucking amazing. Um, I hired him and I paid him in full and I said, I need you to help me. And it was that level of, what did I say? Step one, commitment. And believe me, I have committed to so many things. And oh my God, the weight loss shake and all this and that and the other. And I'm committed. Yeah, for three weeks. Yeah, for six weeks. Committed. But this is a lifestyle thing. You, you can't go back and revert back. You can, but you're going to get all the way, all the way back. So here I was getting myself uh, situated with the new program. So there I am fiddling, trying to figure out. I'm, I'm worried about the pressure that somebody might want to use the machine that I'm on. But I'm over here on my app trying to figure out what the workout, how many reps, what's the weight, all that stuff. And then I had this urge after every workout, everything that I did, I wanted to go and binge at Carl's Jr. or fucking McDonald's or something like I like I deserved a reward or something and I'm like man I really want to celebrate and what do people do when they're celebrating they eat together they drink together whatever it is so that's not part of the commitment because that's the reason why I ended up there in the first place 
was my relationship with food. So identifying that your relationship with food ain't all that. And so I had to get clear about like, okay, well, you're on a high. You want to eat. You want to celebrate. But maybe that's not a good idea. And so I had to pull up the facts and be honest about that. Be radically, shamelessly honest. Um, I say this all the time. I've said this to my best friend. I say radical honesty stops mental chatter. It does. Radical honesty stops mental chatter. Uh, because once you start telling the truth, that you cannot deny the facts. And so I knew that what I was doing was not only hurting me, but I knew I wasn't going to get any results. So doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is just not going to cut it. Okay? And um, I didn't want to... So in order for me to shift from that identity, I had to let go of the fantasy of it's a nice idea to be in a different body. I wasn't really pushed because I wasn't driven by vanity. I didn't really give a fuck about that because I felt confident in my body. But body confidence and f- confidence in your numbers in the at the doctors are two different fucking things. And my dietitian will probably come for me on this. She's like, you know, you could be in a and have it a bigger body and still be healthy, which is true. I was able to get my numbers down to a certain level. But that's also because I'm young. I'm presuming that that also helps me. I have a lot of people that are my age who've, um, you know, and had this body and then got really, really sick. But who wants to chance it? I've been gambling. I've been playing Russian roulette with my health. And so I've played a very risky game. And a lot of us play risky little games with each other. And if you're hearing this is because you're back and forth between two identities, the one you fantasize about and you're daydreaming and the one that you're in living in now. And what does it take for you to cross over? You have to make take the steps. You got to get real with yourself. You got to be committed. You got to be pulled into direction. Motivation. Don't even think about that word. Doesn't even fall. There's no motivation. Motivation, I think, comes in when you get on that scale after a month or two or three and you're like, damn. Or when you see your before and afters and you're like, dang, that's fucking crazy. That shit happened to me. I have it on Facebook, actually. So you guys follow me on Facebook, Connie Cruz. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. In 1.5 months, my body completely shrank. Like you could see my shape of my body change. And I bought my first two-piece, woo-woo. And I still had a lot of body confidence, but I did not have the confidence to wear no two-piece. Two pieces that didn't fit right. Um, We'll get into that in a little later because I, I, I know I'm going to be making a swimsuit line at some point. The clothing line's already on its way. but uh, And I'll be plugging that in later, later. Anyway, so we have to get out of the nice idea and actually start putting the action steps that look that get you closer uh to the next place. Now you can't do it like this where how like I did it, which was I occasionally was a healthy eater. Okay? I was vegan for 41 days, mind you. Most miserable time of my life. 
Then I joked around saying that I was a fucking a part-time vegetarian. And then on the other days, I just ate shitty and didn't care about calories and how much I was consuming. Um, I wore gym clothes and yoga clothes and all this other bullshit to look like I work out. To be some sort of wannabe sporty spice chick. And the, tr- the truth is, is that like, I just didn't feel good in any of the clothes that were out there. Lane Bryant tore it. <clears throat> Y'all just need to get step up your goddamn game. Honestly, or not, you could stay there because I'm about to I'm about to show you guys out. So a lot has changed. I told my best friend this. I told her and what I had to fulfill was the identity that I, I, I said, I'm an active and fit person. So what does that mean? What do people who are active and fit do? They eat right. Not right, but they eat nutritiously. Because a lot of calories out here, they're just empty. You're eating air tacos. And so it's not being realistic with the situation. So you feel me? I'm going I'm to reference a lot of Mexican food because I am half Mexican. So we're just, we're just going to deal with it. Anyway, we're rolling with it. End of the day, you got to put your full ass into this commitment. There's no part-time this, no part-time that. You got to fucking go all the way. Full throttle. If you want the results. Now, this is where I am in my journey. I had to do this with other parts of my life too. And there's always a working progress and you're not going to always get it right. Please let leave room for mistakes and everything that you're trying to switch up in your life. You're shifting your identity. This shit ain't going to come overnight. Okay? Because let me tell you, the brain knows how to negotiate. It knows what you like. It knows how to get you where, where it wants you. Your job is to identify the old versions of you that let you sit there and not do what you're supposed to be doing. Hello. Or the new version of you. Which one are you going to be listening to? That is the point of this whole thing. What part are you going to listen to? The old part of you? The one that's constantly putting you in the position that you don't want to be in? Or the new part of you? I mean, so many people tell me, I want to be like you. I want to go travel the world. I want to do all this shit, blah, 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 but I can't. And then whatever that reason is after that is the exact reason why they won't do it. But they won't find a way to figure it out. I tell people this all the time. Shit is figure outable. Okay. I'm this, I'm a half Mexican girl from Los Angeles, LA. Okay. I didn't come from a family that was well to do. I didn't have parents by the time I was 17, so I'm telling you right now, I did not have my life handed to me, and I felt overly responsible. I was also the oldest sibling, so I felt very responsible for everybody except for myself, and I'm saying that I put everybody before me, which meant that I would push back everything that I want, and I realized that in this life, you can't do that, and I'm sure you know that too. And I really hope that this comes at a good time because this is part of the wake-up call. This whole entire series is dedicated to the people who actually want to get shit done and get business done. I'm telling you what's going to be required. And this is from somebody who had every fucking obstacle possible to not, like, get healthy. Okay? Everyone. I had every single sort of attack, issue, problem, addiction, you you name it. I fought through it. 
You're going to have to go through that with a lot of different areas in your life. If you want to switch the identity, because that it, it's a motherfucker, it won't come for you. All right, so I'm going to leave you with that right now. I'm really, really glad that you're here. I'm so excited for what's to come because I feel like a lot of fire is just going to come for me through me. Um, I have a lot to say, and I feel like uh, you're here at this time because. You're getting ready to make a big glow up. You're in your main character era. Okay. I actually have something coming out soon with that. So I'm waiting on my creative director to get all that handled. Okay. Situated, handled. You feel me? Thank you guys. Thank you. If you, be, if you got to this part right here, I know you fuck with me. I know it. And so I'm so fucking happy that you're here. So let's continue. Let's keep going. Let's fucking get these goals. We're at half the year mark, a little over. We can get this shit done. All right. I will see you on the next episode where I share. You're not going to want to miss this one. This one's going to be really special. It's going to tell you about my wake up call. I shared one with you today, but this one's going to be on another, another level. You feel me? All right. So. I'll talk to you later. Bye. I know, dude. The episode ended. But hey, I'll be back. But don't forget to like and subscribe and give me a five-star rating. See you on the next one.